Welcome to this special episode of Safe Home Podcast for struggling teens and their families finding their healing path. I am Beth Syverson, a mom of a 17-year-old son, Joey, who has been dealing with drug addiction, depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation for several years. I am walking beside him as he struggles with his recovery while I work on my own personal growth and healing. And I am Jan Maybe, Beth's wife and Joey's other mom. Beth is usually the one talking with Joey on these episodes, but you can hear my story on episode four about nicotine. The three of us have been through many highs and lows, and we are committed to supporting each other no matter what. We want to make sure everyone knows that this podcast is not glorifying or endorsing illegal activity or substance use. This podcast is for educational, prevention, mitigation, and harm reduction purposes. So Jan and I wanted to get on the podcast tonight. You might notice we are missing a key player in this uh, situation tonight. Uh, Joey has relapsed and he's uh, gone back to his dad's. I, w- I, I was going to say moved back to his dad's, but he didn't take anything with him. So <laughs> he left and went back to his dad's where he is free to use drugs as much as he wants. So it's been a pretty horrible day around here. Uh, Jan and I just wanted to get on and just talk some real talk about relapse and what it's like as a parent of a uh, an addicted teen and... I don't know, maybe just to help us process it ourselves. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of days. Um, Joey has, um, a couple of days ago, was it about two or three days ago, he um, had been talking with his father about going back without us knowing. And um, he decided that he was going to go no matter what. And we spent, oh, four or five hours with him. Um, gave you antidepressants, nicotine gum, you know, whatever it took and just talked and talked and talked until finally he could see the light and say, no, you know what? I'm on my road to recovery. Um, but that didn't last. Um, the very next day he slept the entire day, so he didn't have to face anything. And then this morning woke up ready to move and go back. So it's been, it's been really hard. It's been really difficult. Um, for most of these years, um, it's kind of been him and his dad kind of uh, playing the two of us. And, and so it's been really tough, you know, because we are trying to do the best for Joey and, and trying to help him out. And um, it's hard to get him to stay focused. He um, he was doing an awesome job at trying to be recovered, trying mm-hmm. to get through his recovery, trying to help other people. That was his goal was yeah. to help other people. And this podcast has been extremely helpful to him. And I want to make sure to mention right up here at the top, we talked to Joey in one of his more lucid moments in the last couple of days and said when it was kind of, when he was heading down that path, ready to go and ready to relapse. And we're like, what are we supposed to do with the pod? And he said, I want you guys to still make the pod until I can come back. And I want you to do an episode about relapse. So he's given us his blessing and we've agreed as a family not to keep secrets and uh, push this under the rug like it's something embarrassing. Um, Well, it is kind of embarrassing, but uh, that it's something shameful, but to put it out in the open. And we really hope that this episode might help somebody that's in recovery or a parent or other uh, caring person uh, 
that's dealing with somebody that's struggling. Yes, it's very hard. Um, hard enough to try to to uh, recover from the different substances that you're using, but when you're still trying to keep the same friends that you were using with or, or you know, anybody around you, um, it's hard to move on because they kind of linger, their voices in the back of your head. And, and it was a bit much for Joey to, uh, to fight that. Yeah, because uh, just a little bit of background, we've alluded to it. Uh, his dad lives about 30 miles away and um, we've shared custody with him since Joey was five. Um, and it's just, it's pretty much been a nightmare the whole time. But when Joey became a teenager, uh, his dad actively, you know, bought and gave Joey drugs, whatever Joey asked for and would give him money, would, you know, give him whatever he wanted and allowed him to use drugs in his house and alcohol and anything. So that's why I went a month ago, shortly after we started this podcast, he moved home with us and things were much better because he didn't have all those, uh, memories and friends right nearby, you know, it's 30 miles. So it's far enough away where it's like, a, feels like a whole different place, a different setup. So, uh, we thought we had it together, but it didn't last, but you know, he, it's definitely not, we haven't lost hope on the whole situation. He may recover and become sober again. Uh, but we just don't know when that's the toughest part is when he leaves for his dad's, which we know means he's using, we don't know if it's going to be 12 hours or 12 years or more. We have no idea. So it's just gut wrenching when he does that. And he's such a nice kid. Darn it. He, he's, he leaves saying, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, he's left us many times over the last couple of years. He was run away or whatever, gone back to his dad's many times. And he always uh, ties it up with a bow, but it doesn't make it feel any better because he's still left. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. Um, and the thing is, is that, you know, we want to be here for him. Um, we want to be supportive, but we also have to be very careful um, that we're not falling down a path of destruction ourselves. Um by just giving him full support and forgetting about ourselves. So Beth and I, um, we've done really good the last few years of, you know, trying to focus on ourselves and, um, just know that we have to live our life and we just, you know, you always have hope. That's the thing is you always have hope. Yeah. And now that he's gone back to his dad's again, you know, it's easy for us to have easier for us to just focus on our own lives again with him, not in the building, <laughs> but it's just always there in the back of our minds and in the pit of my stomach. Uh, just God, I don't know what he's doing. I know the stuff he's done in the past and how many different ways he could have killed himself. And, uh, I just, I don't know how this story is going to end. It's pretty terrifying. You know, the hard thing that we've kind of lived with is that, um, Joey's dad, um, tries to hold it against us that we want to help Joey become sober and clean and, and live a, a normal life. And, um, he will hide things from us. So all of a sudden we'll get a message that, uh, 
you owe me half the money because Joey was in the emergency room. Not <laughs> Joey is. No, he was. He's already left the emergency room, you know, from overdosing. And so it's really tough because we never know. Are we going to get a phone call? Or are we not going to get a phone call? You know, how are we going to know what's happening with Joey if Joey's not the one that's reaching out to us? Yeah, his dad is definitely uh, not a co-parent at all. And yeah, I'm worried that I just won't find out. Uh, I'm worried that I will find out if Joey's dead somewhere. I mean, that's, that's a terrifying nightmare that recurs all the time, but we also just, Jesus, what, what if, what if Jim doesn't even tell us and that's not beyond the realm of possibilities with him. It's just really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tough when he's down there because there's no, there is no contact unless Joey reaches out to us. So now I'm hoping it may not happen for a while because Joey's going to feel probably, um, guilty and feel bad about the choice he made, which he knew going into it, that it was not a great choice. Like his conscious mind knows, but his addiction is just so pulling him. So it's kind of interesting. He has so much insight that he can tell you exactly why he's relapsing exactly, you know, what he's hoping to get out of it. Um, but he just can't stop it yet. When Joey was living with his dad before the last six months or so, I've made it a big effort to create a positive relationship with Joey. You might have heard our episode on our life coaches podcast. Heather Ross is our life coach and her podcast is called Living with Addiction. And uh, we talked about that a little bit on that podcast is that more important than his sobriety is our relationship. And we're going to have to remember that in the next couple of days when we're just so disappointed about his sobriety. But that before when he was super bad using drugs, I would try to go down there once a week and take him out for a meal or something. Jan would come sometimes, but I would just take him, get him some food. Sometimes we would, it would last 20 minutes, sometimes two hours and, and just let him know that I'm here. I love him, you know? And, um, so maybe we'll go back to doing that again. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll if he see. reaches out to us, I don't know. There were times when he would reach out and he would be so wasted that he wasn't even sure he went with you. Yeah, he was he was super wasted. Well, that was sort of my I shouldn't have gone because I had this uh, I always would call him and confirm with him before I drove over to his house and he didn't reply. And I was like, oh, dang it. I hope he's okay. And then I start, you know, my mind races. Oh, God, he's dead somewhere. Uh that's why he's not answering. Well, no, he just didn't answer because he was using and it was completely lost. So I went to his dad's house anyway, knocked on the door and Joey opened the door and he and his friends were there and they were not in great shape. I ended up taking him out to dinner and Joey was, he just could not put a thought together. He was really not uh, in a good place at all. I, I dropped them off. I just fed them, dropped them back off right away. And then the next day, Joey didn't even remember that I got him that I picked him up. It was really, it was really sad because oddly enough, we had some deep conversations about his use, about his substance use and about the whys and the pain. And he was really, even though he was inebriated, he really had some really great insight. Um, if insight could win the game, I mean, he would have won it a long time ago. 
He knows. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly why. Oh, and um, one of the contributing factors this time is his birthday is coming up in about a month and a half. His 18th birthday, which kind of has extra import. But I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but adopted people tend to hate their birthdays. I mean, if if you're think about it, if you're if your birth was not a celebration on the very first day, you know, why would it be a celebration every year? So Joey often gets kind of discombobulated around this time of year and add to it the 18th birthday and uh, the you're supposed to be an adult when you're 18 are supposed to be responsible for yourself. And he's not ready at all for that. And his dad has told him numerous times when he turns 18, he's being kicked out. He has to be on his own. He has to get a job. And, and, um, we didn't push that. We would rather him recover first and, um, find out what life is all about. You know, he, he still doesn't know how to live life, you know, yeah. he's so busy relying on everyone else to take care of him because he has always been taken care of. Yeah. Well, and when he started using drugs, I don't know, 13 or 12, however, 12, yeah. 13, his emotional development stopped. So he's really like a 12 year old still. He's so not ready for adult life, but we had created this space for him saying, Hey, it's your recovery space. I want, we want you to recover, do whatever things you need to do to help you recover. So we got music back on board, we got baseball back on board. His really great therapist is with him. And, um, you know, all the things, all the nurturing and all the animals, our animals um, that he loves so much, all of that, we just got him out ever we could to help him uh, heal without any stress about, you have to be here and there and work and, you know, make us money and you know, help support the family. And so none of that. So, but now he's back at his dad's and his dad will threaten to kick him out at 18, but I doubt he will because they're pretty enmeshed, Yeah, but it's just hovering over his head. So the next couple of weeks are going to be pretty, uh, pretty chaotic. I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a pretty tough road for Joey. He, he was doing really, really well when he first got here, he had his mind really set you know, on the recovery road. And, um, he did really well at first and, uh, it was, it's really kind of sad. Yeah. 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 I don't know if everyone, if you've listened all the way from the first episode, as of this taping, he, we've released five episodes. And as if you listen to them, every episode, he gets clearer and clearer and clearer because the cannabis was leaving his body. It takes a month for cannabis to get out. And, you know, his mind was getting clearer. He was getting healing. He was, uh, his mental health was getting better. And then, uh, we are sad to say his dad brought him drugs, uh, when he went out to dinner with him. So we let his dad come up here to take him out for dinner. We, in the past, Joey would have wanted to go down to, to his house to take, to take him out for dinner. But no, he said, no, you have to come up here, stay close. But somewhere along there, he passed Joey some substances because we found some in his room. And we also had been kind of suspicious the last week or so, like, God, he's not acting normal. So, uh, we sort of feel, um, I think what was it Sunday when his dad was supposed to come up and take him out, um, for dinner after the baseball. Yeah. And instead of taking him to dinner, they just drove straight from here directly to his dad's house, directly to the drugs. Yeah. And, and on the way there, he said, mom, I, I'm sorry. I'm going with my dad. 
Yeah. He, before he left, he kind of ran back and forth between you and I. And and he must have hugged me and kissed me and told me I love you 10 times while his dad was sitting in the driveway. Yeah, he knew. And it was kind of odd. It was like, yeah, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, <laughs> it was like, okay. So you kind of knew something was going on, but you know, you, you hoped that he was strong and uh, it's, it's tough. It, it's really tough. If you got a, a parent that is kind of leading you down that path or, or you know, trying to get you back to their yeah. house. And making it so easy. It, it's, it's tough. It, it's like it's a no-win situation for him, and I really feel sorry for him. But, you know, it's his life, and he, and he does going to have to take responsibility. But, you know, we are here for him. We want to be here for him. We want, we want him to uh, know that we are always cheering for him. We're his cheering section. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be here no matter what. Through thick and thin, we'll have to discuss how uh, things will look if he decides to become sober again. Uh, we're pretty sure that our house is not going to be the best place for him because now we know that he was using here under, you know, right under our noses. And um, yeah, so that was pretty much a betrayal, but that just shows how deep his addiction is and, uh, and how um, his enabling dad just makes everything a hundred million times worse. Yeah. You know, the, the thing, you know, I know you haven't talked a lot about it. Um, cause there's been a lot of issues, you know, with his dad. Um, we've had CPS involved and, and, um, they kind of, they knew what we were saying was true. They went down, they did their investigation. They knew, and then they tried to ask us if we had any proof that, you know, Jim was buying the drugs. Of course, we we don't have any kind of joint account. We have no way of proving anything. Um, and so they had to kind of let that case close. And the next time Joey talked to a therapist, the first thing he said was, yes, my dad is buying me the drugs. Mm -hmm. And CPS just dropped it. So they've not been very supportive at all throughout Joey's life. Yeah, we've tried to get custody of Joey many different ways. We've tried so many different things, police, uh, CPS, reasoning with him, begging him. Um, and his dad is just an impossible, impossible person and not, uh, having the best interest of joy in mind. Uh, it's a really, really dysfunctional relationship and just harmful, harmful to Joey. And I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. At this point, Joey's now almost an adult. He's going to have to just deal with his dad's abuse on the couch, you know, with his therapist <laughs> and he'll have to decide to leave him or not. It's kind of like a, a battered woman or a, you know, a someone that keeps going back to their abuser at, in, at some level, you feel like that's what you deserve or that's all, you know, Right. Exactly. So. We just want to keep the hope up, keep the hope up. And, you know, hopefully if anybody else is going through anything, you know, you, you are going to know that it's tough. It's really tough out there and, and, uh, it's easy to relapse. And, um, uh, a lot of people, they don't even get a month of sobriety or even a couple of weeks of sobriety and until they're in their late thirties, forties or, or mm -hmm. whatever. So, you know, if you're getting any little bit of sobriety, Hey, you've done something, just 
keep trying, you know, Mm -hmm. you just got to keep trying. One day, one day it'll stick. One day it'll stick. And I think that he will become sober, you know, but it's going to be in his time. And that's just what we have to, to know. He has to want it bad enough to make some difficult choices. And um, he has to want it bad enough himself to make some difficult choices and to, um, you know, protect himself. But he did get a couple weeks sobriety for sure. We think. Yeah. I think a couple weeks. Oh yeah. And you know, relapse is totally part of a person's journey. Almost always there's almost always relapse, not always, always because Jan didn't relapse. (laughs) Um, but, um, most people have to go try it again, just do a little more research. And then hopefully our goal is to keep him alive long enough till he can decide to recover again. So, and we'll be there for him and however we can, Without living his life for him, he's got to do it. He's got to care about his life more than we do. So that's what we're going to do. It's another thing that's kind of hard is is being an only child too. Mm. You know, um, your parents are fighting over you. You know, this this one's trying to give you everything because they want to show you the love. This one's trying to give you everything because they want to show you love. And, and you know... Um, we, we don't ask a whole lot out of Joey, you know, just the honesty is mainly the number one thing that we asked out of him. And, and it's tough, you know, when, when he can't be honest, that makes it really, really hard on us. Um, but that we won't waver from that. We always expect that the best, the trust and, and, you know, when he's honest, you know, and we'll be here for him. Yeah, we just will. I really appreciate that about you, Jan. Jen and I think that the podcast is a worthy cause. And by the way, the first five episodes, I think, are extremely valid, even though Joey's now relapsed. If if anything, they're even more valid uh, because what we want to show is just the honest truth of what goes on for these kids that are struggling so hard. And so Jen and I intend to keep uh, releasing episodes each week. Uh, we actually have one in the can that Joey's already done. So we'll release that on Wednesday about alcohol. And then after that, uh, Jan and I will, will create episodes and we'll have other guests on and things like that. So, uh, we really feel like all of this pain that we've been going through, we hope it helps someone else. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so look forward to us bringing on guests, um, and, uh, talking about their struggles as well. And, um, we hope to just keep moving forward. You know, maybe one day Joey will hear his own podcast and uh, <laughs> maybe that'll be what it is that turns him around. Yeah. And hopefully he'll be back, you know, he'll be on the road to recovery again and, and he'll be back with us. This will be our epic journey. <laughs> we'll see how it ends. That's the thing. No one ever knows how any of it's going to end. That's just how life is. All you know is right now and right now. At least as far as we know, he's still alive. He loves us. We love him. We'll just keep going. That's right. All right. right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and stay Stay safe. safe.